We're live, and I've got two grapes in my hand. <laughs> Hello, everybody. <laughs> the Matrix, guys. We're back in, and we aren't all zombies yet. We are um, all hunkering down and yeah, prepping for the next 21 days of, jeez, of just chilling. Of just chilling, yeah. You know, um, welcome to Hot Boss Show, everybody. This is the Lockdown SA edition. Hashtag Lockdown SA. I put a nice clean shirt on for the lockdown. We've got people from all over the planet with us tonight because it's not Lockdown SA, it's Lockdown around the world. And one thing I'd love to say is, Buzz, it's really good being back on the same show as you because you and I haven't been on the same gig for months now. It's been really weird. How's the leg going? How's the, how's the convalescence going? Uh, it's going well. I feel like the, the whole leg thing means I've been in quarantine for like two months already. So I'm psychologically equipped for this, but I think you oaks are going to suffer the next couple of weeks, eh? Uh-huh. So you are probably the least likely person to be infected by anything at this point, yeah? I hope so. <laughs> and Dan, where are you? Are you you're, you're in Joburg somewhere, yeah? Okay, we've lost... I wonder what happened there. You know what I'm getting... We, there's a there's a bit of an issue going on tonight with the tech guys because oh wait there you go there you go there we go yeah no, no I'm just saying that I'm actually at the, with the family having one last supper as they would call it um, before the lockdown and then I'll be heading home just before the lockdown time tonight and I'll get back into my house and Joe are you safe at home with your family I am very safe at home with my family. Uh, I've just fetched my car back from the mechanic again so that she's home for lockdown. Um, I literally slid into this chair about three minutes before we went live, so I'm still like, catching my breath quickly. I'm sure. Um, I'm sure. Yeah, we all home. We're hunkering down. There's no need to go out. I'm sure, like everybody else, it's been quite a blazing day. You know, it's been quite an emotional day. All such sorts of stuff going on during the course of day today, because basically, eh, this is now T minus five hours till shit goes down and for the first time since the 80s the army's in the streets so um it's quite an emotional town time in the townships i would imagine seeing that kind of deja vu coming through um joe you've got everybody's there and you are safe and sound and um you got enough cigarettes for three weeks do i have enough cigarettes i went to jail for the parties today <laughs> yes i'm good for cigarettes i'm good for weed i'm good for a variety of things I'd rather not disclose. Um, my family is safe. We've got sanitizer. We've got masks. We've got 
food, we've got lentils, we've got lentils, and we hate lentils, so I don't know why I bought them. <laughs> um, we even have toilet roll. Fantastic. Did you see the meme today that they'd smuggled uh, 20 grand's worth of toilet rolls in in a batch of Coke? <laughs> I saw that. That was brilliant. That was today's meme. There's, there's smuggling uh, toilet rolls over the border in cocaine. <laughs> anyway, um, thank you for joining the Hotbox Show tonight. We've no idea how this is going to pan out because we're all learning how to Zoom very, very quickly and not talk over each other. Tonight's poll, folks, listen to the poll tonight. Is using the army to fight a virus an overkill? Hell no. Sure is. Or you're not sure. Bringing in guns and bringing in the Caspers into the townships and onto the main streets and into the metro areas. Is it overkill or do we need it? Don't we need it or you're not quite sure about it? So that's tonight's poll. You can find that on Facebook and YouTube. Tell us how it is because the polls are working out. You know, the polls are quite indicative of what's going on. So we want to know your thoughts about it because um, I'm sure you all have that feeling first thing in the morning when you open your eyes and then you realise it's like... It hasn't sunk in quite yet that um, this kind of shit's going down. And I, for one, my heart skips a beat. It's like, Christ, it crushes me for a while. Because I don't mind admitting to a camera, to YouTube, to the world, that there's apprehension about it. I feel it. It's like I'm, everyone's feeling the same kind of thing. So um, we're going to try and keep it as lighthearted as we can. But, Joe, what do you think about the poll? Do you think, what, what, what is your answer to the poll? So I think it's... I'm in between two answers there. I think it's necessary because South Africans don't seem to be taking this seriously. Um, but I think it's also a little bit overboard. I've been chatting with people today and they all agree exactly what you said about the township thing. The elders who actually live through apartheid. This must be so traumatizing for them. It's horrible. It's, um... We're not taking it seriously. We need people to put us in our place. And it certainly has given me a really big feeling of... Um, like seriousness about this thing. Good. I think that's what it's for. Buzz, what's your thoughts on it? Do you think it's is that, do you think it's overkill? The army coming in all of a sudden? Honestly, I don't know what to, to think about any of this yet. It all seems a bit surreal. It's still going to take a couple of days to sink in. I I think we'll know in a couple of days, depending on how the people behave, whether the army's overkill or not. But a little part of me says maybe just the show of force, just to keep people people inside. But it's intimidating, it's scary for a lot of people, but honestly, I feel like the army might be the least of our concerns if we look at the impact this is going to have on a lot of people, the sort of people who can't afford to have 21 days of no income, the people living hand to mouth. So it's not cool to see the army on the streets, but let's be real people, we're all inside already, so as long as you're being behaved, it shouldn't affect you. Cool. And Dan, yeah, what I agree with Buzz there. I've cried five times today, and none of those times has been about the army. It's been about <laughs> elderly people clinging onto each other into the shops. And I'll try not to cry tonight, but I've had a very emotional day today. Uh, sure. It's it's been pretty wild online. Um, yeah. Look, it's it's affecting absolutely everybody. What are your thoughts, Dan? What do you reckon about the army? Uh, geez, yeah, the army is going to have a hard time. I mean, you must just understand, if you go into, like, the really densely populated areas, not even into the townships, let's just go into, like, areas where there's flatlets, and in town where there's a flat that is meant for one family, but there's four families that stay inside there, and now they must try and uh, practice social distancing. It's going to be quite hard, because for anyone to stay inside for 21 days is a challenge, and now let's just bring in 
this rule that they're apparently not going to sell alcohol. I mean, the guys, the families that are going to be dealing with the alcoholic in the family that doesn't have any booze, it's abusive. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that's going to go on, and the army's going to have to deal with a lot of things. And I hope that they they play nice. Eh? I hope they don't take advantage of this situation, as we hear a lot of armies do around the world when this kind of stuff happens. It's quite concerning, but it's all hope for the best. Eh? We just help where we can and do play our part as much as we can. Yeah. Um, I was talking to one of our guests earlier, just doing a sound check. He's in an Amer in America, and he ba and he basically said, "A hungry mob is an angry mob." So. So people, yep, pe businesses, properties, everything's going to need um, protecting, I would imagine. But um, you know what? None of those, none of those people signed up for this. So I'm sure they're scared as well when they wake up first thing in the morning and they realise what the hell's going on, and they've got that dull thud in their chest. And they're only humans as well. But um, I, we don't quite know how much carte blanche they've got yet. It's not like martial law yet. It's uh, it's something else. And on that note, we're going to try and get Ricky Stone in later on in the show, lawyer from PE, and just to talk us through a little bits of the new law and how he sees it and what happens and what doesn't happen. And you know, on the groups that I'm on, some of the some of the threads that I'm on, more people are really really concerned about. The, the perceived sweeping powers that now the authorities have got and it's like a bit of a doomsday thing that we should be more scared of the authorities out of control. Have you seen, has anybody been on the road today? You were on the road, Joe. Did you see any, any cops or any metro or anything? I saw on the way home, bringing my car home from the mechanic, I drove past quite a few police cars, uh, normal cop vans. Um, where I live, I can see the highway, so... I'll see in the morning. I'll probably be able to see from there um, if there's any army tracks and stuff. But right. we, none of us really know what we're going to wake up to. No, Dan, have you? Does this I have new seen, dawn? Yeah, I have not seen any police, and it's actually quite alarming. I actually shared that I shared on the group the other day. I've been driving around quite a lot because I've had a lot of things to do, and I've had to drive like all around Joburg. And I have not seen many cops. Well, let's call it the northern suburbs. There's no police out there. Not even the normal. Uh, visual policing that you would see, they're not there anymore. Uh, they've literally all disappeared, and it seems like they are all prepping for something because yeah, there was... it's abnormally quiet for them. Yeah, it just really is. It's quite worrying about why they're not on the roads, where are they, what are they doing, and what are the criminals now thinking about all of this, you know? Uh, I noticed this up. Maybe they're giving all the dealers a chance, man, to get their last minute orders in. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I noticed on YouTube there was a live feed from. The Department of Police Affairs, or whatever the hell they call themselves, to brief... Oh, sorry, it was the President briefing SANDF and the SAPS. So that was this afternoon. So I guess they were all getting a well... They need a boost, these guys. I mean, they, if, if anybody should be fearful, it should be those guys going into this now. It's like, it's not doing cold drinks on the freeway exits anymore. This is like real shit. Do you, on that note, Buzz, you're talking about the dealers getting their last-minute things in. Do you think there's a possibility that the army could end up being the dealers next week? They get paid, fuck all. <laughs> yeah, but who knows, eh? Who knows? But I really feel like um, where the police and the, the army may come in is we talk about all the social distancing, but maybe when day 14 and day 15 arrive of being trapped with your nearest and dearest, you just may want to blow each other's brains out. So maybe they're there also for our own safety. <laughs> Oh, there's so many aspects of this. I am absolutely blessed that I'm in quarantine stroke isolation with someone I love deeply. 
and it's really it's really super now, cool. about all those people who are stuck by themselves and are really battling with anxiety and depression. I'm a bit nervous about the suicide break that's going to go down. I need, please, guys, any of you who are watching, please reach out to people if you need to. Don't, like, keep it to yourself. We need to be there for each other right now, okay? You're absolutely right. So, um, please answer the poll, guys. What do you think about the army on the street with the guns? Are guns going to fight the virus? Hell no, sure, yeah, sure is, but you're unsure about it. Um, my parting shot on that is the... Um, It'd be really cool at the end of the day that I knew there was a big fat Casper at the end of my road, you know, because um, social unrest right now is is just like prime time. It's go, it's like it's gonna, I think it's gonna pear, pear shape very quickly. Somebody called Pepe Le Pew is on the feed says those people need more weed, and you know what? You're absolutely right, Pepe. They do need more weed, and we'll get on to um, our two guests from overseas tonight. Both are in paradigms where there is commercial weed around. So we'll be hearing from them as to how it is in lockdown with weed, because um, as has already been mentioned, no alcohol, no tobacco. I can kind of understand the, the alcohol a bit because you'd make some really shit decisions on weed, on, on tobacco, if I'd listen to me, on alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> on alcohol, and um, it doesn't do anything to your immune system. So the, the, they're kind of right. Uh, that's another whole story for a bit later on. Have we got um, Jordan back on yet? Has Jordan, Jordan disappeared and didn't come back? Is he around? No, I'm here. Jordan. I'm here. Well, our next, we're, in, in, in the style of Fields of Green for All, just to keep it all normal, we thought we'd give a slot to our, one of our favourite affiliates, because affiliates are everything to us. And we wish our affiliates well during all of this. We're in contact with many of them all the time. They're on all of our feeds and stuff, the family. But it's good to see you, Jordan. Uh, you and I were meant to be down in Bathurst very, very shortly for what was going to be a total humdinger of a gig. Yeah, I was, I was very excited to go out partying with all the Afrikaners. I thought it was going to be uh, some good jaws going down down there. Um... But yeah, it's a bit upsetting that that was cancelled, but I mean, you know, it's definitely going to go on. I think everything is just on pause right now. Um, and we can just use this time to, you know, prep ourselves even better for the events, I think. Well, that's a great uplifting thing. Well done, man, because there's so much doom and gloom around, matey. I'm glad you see it that way. Uh, everything's kind of rain-checked, so yeah, you're absolutely right. Buzz tells me that you've got some sort of competition going on that is... Like flavor of the week. I don't think you had. Did you? I don't think you had this competition two weeks ago, and now you've got a competition in <laughs> style with it. So it was actually Buzz's idea to get you on because I'd forgotten all about your competition. So um, tell us all about that. All right. So yeah, of course. I mean, with the lockdown coming on, and I mean, I I can't stand uh, just being indoors for a weekend, let alone twenty-one days. And I thought a nice way to pass the time would be to put up a competition for all the growers out there. Um, we're running a lockdown competition that starts tomorrow. Uh, you need to start germinating. You could have started germinating already or uh, start germinating, but you need to plant, you need to plant from the 27th. Uh, and then you need to keep a track record of your plant on a daily basis with some sort of reference to ruler or something that we can tell uh, how tall the plant is growing, and at the end of the lockdown, we will choose the winner who will have the tallest plant, 
Um, we've got a 2,000 Rand gift voucher to Green Smoke Room plus a Green Smoke Room hamper uh, for grabs. Buzz, have you got anything to add to that? Have you, are you going to grow any plants? I may just. Uh, I think it's time to also start planting my veggies, not just my weed again. Uh, but Jordan, something that you're also speaking about, I noticed on Green Smoke Room, um, even though seeds may fall under the essential services category, you were telling me earlier today that you said the side of the room actually be more responsible to step back, close your business during the lockdown, still take orders, but allow the courier services and medical essential services to get on with business. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, so we originally we sent out some emails to all our customers and you know we, we got it we got an account open for the courier guy and we spoke to him as to they can send agricultural products. Um, we, we've got a nursery license to sell normal uh, seeds and genetics, so we were allowed to still ship our products. Um, but we came out just did we were going to, and then late last night, uh, myself and the management team just had a meeting, and we think with what's going on in South Africa, we should dedicate at least mu as much as our manpower to uh, supporting the hospitals and the people in need. And, I do really believe, you know, I'm sure everyone out there who needed to get their orders and got their orders in, and guys, you, you know, it's 21 days, so I'm sure we can all start germinating in 21 days, 30 days time if you didn't get your seeds. Um, I just think it's more responsible right now to let the career guys concentrate on the crisis at hand. Now, it's very admirable of you, and what do you think about, and I, I know this is getting a bit sort of Bruce Whitfield uh, business-ish, but... What do you, what's your opinion on businesses? Because I'm in the same boat as you. We're both entrepreneurs. We both sell our own boats financially and that. When we all come out of this in three weeks' time, do you think all the businesses are still going to be left standing? Or do you think a lot of businesses are just going to fall by the wayside? So it's, I've been thinking about this long and hard. And, you know, I, I'm the type of guy that plans for a rainy day. Um, and I think... If you haven't planned for any day, I think this will kind of give you a lesson in business. Uh, but everyone needs to have that fund there that you know, at least can cover you for a month where shit hits the fan, something goes wrong. It might not be a national crisis like this, but something can always happen in a company where you might need to close your doors for 30 days, 45 days, 60 days even. Um, and uh, yes, businesses that are literally starting up in their first year, they're just, just getting going, it's going to be a struggle. Um, but I, I really hope the South African community is there for them when this does pass and instead of purchasing overseas and importing, we stick to local guys at least for a good year or two to increase the local turnover. But, but we, we all in the exact same boat. So, you know, I think it starts at the bottom and it works its way up. So I think we all need to understand that the lowest income people uh, are going to be affected and then even the people with their own businesses. But, we need to, we, we're all in the same boat. We need to be there for each other. And when this, when this stops, I think uh, South Africa needs to come together and support, uh, you know, we've always said it before, support local, but we really, really have to start supporting local now when this ends so we can increase the economy again. Um, yeah, and I, I do also think our government has taken some good steps into helping uh, the, the people that really need help, uh, the small shops and... Uh, yeah, let's, let's see how it goes. 
Um, and I saw that Green Smoke Room Seeds is also running a special or a discount code uh, during the lockdown. Yeah, so we're running a 20% uh, discount on the entire website. The code is lockdown. Um, <laughs> that's, I mean, it's just something small we're doing. We understand that it's tough times out there right now, you know. And you know, anything anyone can do, I think we should be doing. Um, we'll run the promotion for this, for as long as the lockdown, if not maybe a few months off the lockdown as well. Okay, so I'm just Very looking... So uh, tell me a little bit more about the competition. How do people enter? Is there a hashtag? Is it a Facebook thing? Is it an Instagram thing? Yes, so our social media team is still running throughout the whole lockdown, and they're going to be full-time on social media, tracking um, all the hashtags. Uh, our Instagram handles on there, our Facebook handles on our adverts, we have posted around. Um, if you go, you just have to hashtag post your, uh, your photo on our Instagram page or our Facebook page. You need to have some sort of reference next to your uh, plant just so you can see how tall it is, and that's as easy as, as it is. Um, we did say on the original post that it can only be green smoke and strains. I've actually opened it up now to any genetics can be grown. Great. That's cool, man. And just personally, what are you going to be doing to stay sane over the next 21 days? Jeez. So, I've set up uh, my computer station. Um, I've gone back into the online gaming, so we'll see how, how long that, uh, how much time that takes up. Um, I am very lucky. Um, I've got a quite a big garden, um, so I'm going to be practicing my golf tripping quite a lot. And I'm also extremely lucky to be living with my girlfriend. So I've got a beautiful partner to spend the time with. Wow. Okay. That's good news. Yeah. I just hope you stay safe. I hope you stay sane. And I hope you stay lit over the next 21 days. And I hope to see you all on the other end. 100% you too. Everyone out there, please stay safe. And everything will be okay then. We all know. We've, we've, the world's been through uh, tough times and we've survived it. Nice one, Jordan. Thank you so much for pulling in. Uh, we're going to put all the links up to you on the bio of this. You, this will be a short as well that will be released during the week, so it'll have GS uh, on it as the thread, and uh, we'll try and get you... It's going to be fun. It's going to be cool. We, we'll, we'll, we'll plant some at the hotbox and just join the fun as well. There's one thing, Jordan, I just noticed on the thread, um, Ras Warren said there should be categories <laughs> because Hydro is going to win. <laughs> so that's funny enough. We I actually asked quite with I mean uh, I asked quite a few people before putting on this competition if we should have different categories and stuff. And uh, you know we a lot of us were actually arguing on what genetic uh, or what type of way it's grown, uh, which will be the tallest plant. So I think it'll be interesting to see. Like uh, personally, I think an auto is going to win uh, being grown indoors. But I've got people who have said to me they think a sun sun-grown feminist plant is going to win. So we've we've opened it up to all categories, plant your seed, uh, and as long as it's a cannabis plant um, and it's we can track it properly, you'll be entered into the competition. Cool, man. That's great. I uh, wish you the best of luck, and um, I hope your golf chipping improves. Okay. <laughs> yeah, much needed. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Uh, I'm just. 
I'm just looking on the thread here now. Joanne Campbell says businesses selling CBD oil are classified as an essential service and are allowed to stay open according to pure CBD. These businesses can also courier supplies. Does anybody have any insight on that, Joe? Do you know anything about that? I don't know anything about that. Uh, do you know anything, Dan? Do you know, is this in South Africa? I, don't, I haven't heard of that one yet. Uh, no, I haven't heard anything about that. I don't know. If they, if they are going to let that as an essential service, that's pretty awesome. But <laughs> Yeah, you're absolutely right. It is pretty awesome. Well, um, yes, Jordan's always been there all the time, Buzz. He go all the way back to the beginning. He's one of the first guys out of the gate. And he's such a cool guy paying back all the time, isn't he? Yeah, he's definitely one of those guys who walks the talk. You know, we're in, a, we're in an environment now, and I hate to bring up CBD like this, but there's a lot of guys who are in this just for the quick flip, the quick buck. Jordan's walked the talk for a long time. Long time. He's one of those brands that I think is not just going to survive the next 21 days, but the next 21 years. Nice, nice. Okay. Well, um... It's good to have a bit of South Africanism like that, and we've got our international guests are actually sitting in on this, listening to us set the scene of how it is. Um, the, the, the two guests that we've got are already in lockdown. They've been used to this for days and days, a couple of weeks, but um, now in their respective places, the police are actually starting to clamp down. But in true South African style, the police just climb in, you know, there's no like, <laughs> it's straight out of the gate. We're going to clamp down because that gives us a hard on. They love doing that shit. They really do. So um, I'd like to cross over to Los Angeles now at um, half past no, half past ten in the morning to um, a man called Bill Baskin that Myrtle and I have known for many years. And Bill Baskin was... Um, instrumental in uh, giving us a bed for the night when we went to Las Vegas. In fact, if it wasn't for Bill Baskin, we would never have got to Las Vegas because we were in Los Angeles and the, he saw that we'd arrived and he said, I'm in Vegas, get on a plane. And you know what? Bill Baskin's the kind of guy that you have to take seriously like that. And he showed us a real good time and it's really cool to have him on the show. Bill, are you there? You bet. Oh, there you are, man. Vegas. Super duper. Wow. And uh, am I right? It's half past 10 in the morning, yeah? It is. It is. And and you let me just catch up with you. Have you been in the house for some length of time now? Yeah. Yeah, we've been uh, in isolation now for nine days on a of a thirty day lockdown uh, issued by the governor. Um, some of the states like California, where I previously lived, they, they, the National Guard has been deployed there. Uh, it's not martial law, but it's they're keeping the peace. Um, you know, as we say in America, a uh, an armed society is a polite society. So uh, I think. Um, you know, they're not really dealing with virus per se. They're dealing with basically security um, to free the police up to more pressing issues. Okay. Um, so I think it keeps everybody calm. Um, we certainly look at the military a little different here probably than you do. Um, you know, it's uh, it's kind of reassuring to see the military here. We, we don't really worry about them abusing people or taking over the government or anything like that. So okay. it's a little different mindset here. Well, the last time I met you was a whole different world. I mean, we, you, and you showed me around a really happy time in Las Vegas, and for somebody that lives on a farm outside Johannesburg, it was a it was a bit of a mind flip to actually see the place. And um, now you say that two hundred thousand people have lost their jobs in the last week because it's all part of the. There you can see pictures of a lonesome um, Elvis. Are you lonesome tonight? And there, that street I walked down and it was completely full of people. Look at this place deserted now. So 
Um, how's that affecting your business? Tell me a little bit about your business, Bill. Why did you, you, you've come to Vegas to start cannabis, yeah? Yeah, my business partner has been in the um, marijuana space and her family uh, produces about 20% of the legal marijuana here in Nevada and distributes it. Um, but we, we decided to, we looked at the CBD hemp um, market, uh, purify.com is, is all about hemp um, and not uh, marijuana uh, because like any, I think you alluded to it earlier, like any booming industry, there's a lot of um, snake oil salesmen and black hat marketers coming in with fraudulent product and crazy advertising saying, you know, it cure, cure, you know, cure, cure cancer or whatever. And there's just not the scientific basis to support a lot of the claims that are currently being made, but studies are being done. And uh, the Federal Drug Administration here cracked down on CBD suppliers for making all these claims. So consumers were kind of lost, didn't know where to look for real information or real products. Um, one of the founders of LinkedIn is in Las Vegas here as well, and he's working on an ALS uh, cure using CBD in, in the biopharma uh, industry. And um, he bought 41 products off Amazon that were all CBD, and none of them had the CBD they claimed to. So there's a cool. lot of product fraud, um, uh, you know, advertising fraud going on. And we kind of came in as Purify to kind of clear that chatter and give people a trusted source, not only for information and celebrity interviews, but also um, reviewed, vetted, and curated products, which we're launching this week uh, in a rating system. So you can look at all the different CBD products, see how they're ranked and rated by the actual users, read their reviews. Uh, we independently test, to verify the uh, veracity of the product. So it's kind of a safe space, if you will, for uh, people looking for CBD so they won't get ripped off. Right, Buzz and I have been wanting to do that for a long time. We wanted to snaffle up a whole bunch of stuff off the shelves from all the health food shops to see how much CBD was in stuff. Did you say 41 Amazon 41. products do not have CBD in at all? Uh, not, well, either uh, eight of them had no CBD at all. Um, a number of them had, uh, did not, and most of the rest did not have the amount of CBD they actually advertised on bottles. So, um, you know, it's a wild west industry. There's not a lot of regulation. I'm, you know, I'm not a huge fan of regulation, especially when it's done to the legal cannabis market here with the tax, you know, layers of taxes and everything. Um, there's so much regulatory cost now in this industry that, you know, people can't make money in marijuana, if you can believe that. Um, they have two sets of books, you know, so the black market, it's, it's only government can make the black market viable again, you know, so it's totally uh, completely. Uh, yeah. Um, and I presume that it is cannabis still allowed to be purchased anywhere around. I mean, are they like a regular shop that you can go to? Yeah. Yeah. There's, um, literally tons of shops. I, we, you and I went to planet 13 here and got that experience on a previous show. But um, yeah, there's millions of dispensaries here, uh, delivery services. So it's, it's, you know, it's like ordering a pizza pretty much. It's, it's pretty easy. <laughs> um, you know, lots of different strains and, and, you know, lots of different products, almost too many products, honestly. It's, I kind of miss the old days. But um, yeah, the, you know, Las Vegas, it's kind of interesting. Never before in its history has every casino closed. I mean, you're right, the suites are deserted. Uh, we normally get 340,000 visitors a week to Las Vegas. Uh, we have none now. Uh, the airport was actually closed for a week. All non-essential businesses are closed. Um, marijuana dispensaries and CBD is considered an essential business, which is kind of a nice thing to see. They want to make sure people can get their medicine. Uh, CBD scale sales uh, are skyrocketing, something else you alluded to earlier, because uh, people are using it for uh, kind of mood controls, you know, alleviate stress and anxiety, which obviously everybody has now. Nobody, I mean, nobody's experienced the world like this. And you know, for us residents in Vegas, 
we're living in Las Vegas, it's Sin City, right? It's everybody comes here for the party. Uh, residents, it's like living anywhere else, but now it's we've kind of flipped the switch. We're all in self-isolation. Uh, cocktails are are uh, permissible at any hour. Um, we're all losing money by the minute, and uh, nobody knows what day or time it is anymore. So it's almost like visiting Las Vegas. For the first time ever, what happens in Vegas actually will stay in Vegas. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. It's, it's incredible that it's actually flipped that cannabis is actually an essential product with the military on the streets. It makes so much sense around here. I don't know whether you know that um, liquor has been banned and, and tobacco has been banned in South Africa for the next 21 days at least, but that would never happen. That hasn't happened throughout America at all. No, you, you, don't, you don't hear of that. Oh, no, no. No. Yeah, the, the cigarette lobby and the alcohol lobby owns the government, so that would never happen here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Have you got yeah, a view? Is, you know, the markets here, the, the one thing there's plenty of is liquor. I mean, there's you know, there, everything else there's a, are being wiped off the shelves. But, um, you know, I, I think the supply chain will catch up pretty soon. But, you know, most people don't have preparations for something like this, and it shows. And have you got, hundreds and, have you got hundreds and hundreds of toilet rolls in your house? Uh, no, I have, uh, but I do have about a 100-day supply. I actually took an inventory and, and uh, I didn't calculate it out. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh. In my life. Okay. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's really so. What what uh, what did people binge buy in Las Vegas when they were told it's lockdown? What was the most popular thing to go and get? Uh, paper goods and proteins wiped out. Yeah, and okay. dairy. All right. I've been having kids for for four visits to the store now, um, but uh, I, I did have some, some. I did trade for some for some eggs with uh, some nine millimeter ammo. So you'll get that. <laughs> Really? That's hilarious. Hey, my, my post-apocalyptic world actually is working as planned. Ammo is now currency. Indeed. Yeah, God. And, I, and I'm, I'm sure, you know, Americans love their guns. Do you, has there been a, a, an upsurge in gun sales because of people's anxieties? Absolutely. Um, you know, it's, 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 it's an interesting time because, you know, like Las Vegas in particular, 75% of the people that work here are in the service industry. So they're all kind of hand to mouth, check to check. Um, you know, so people are, people are worried, you know, when people start getting hungry, people do desperate things. And, uh, you know, there's not a great support system, social, social net here for, for people. I mean, the government just came out with a $2 trillion stimulus package. Uh, they got passed through the Senate today, but you know, most of that money is going to corporations like usual and not the people. Um, but there is some some money coming to help people stay afloat during this. It just it's just completely unprecedented. I mean, nothing's ever shut down the American economy before. They're talking our GDP is going to be reduced by probably twenty five percent next quarter, which is like five six trillion dollars in in economic activity. So it's, it's a little crazy. I mean, we were running all all cylinders here till this. So, um, so going back to your business a moment, have you still got plants under lights, and you've still got a crew? making all of this happen. It is business as usual for you. Absolutely. Yeah, we're, wow. we're writing content, doing interviews, you know, talking to thought leaders. Um, we're, we just launched traffic to our uh, our new review site, which, like I said, the, the public will be able to see in our store option on the site next week to review and, um, you know, take a look at different products so you can make a buying decision uh, that's informed. But, um, you know, we're, we're an internet-based business, so if anything, we almost have a captive audience now. It's It's... it's in a, in a weird way, good for us in this particular industry. And your company is Purify. Is yeah, that, have P-U-R-A I pronounced it correctly? Yeah. Say it again. Say it for me. 
P-U-R-A-P-H-Y. And that pure is, is the Latin, Latin root for pure, and phi is the root of phytocannabinoid. So it's everything uh -huh. about hemp. Okay, now we've got your website up on the screen now, scrolling through it. So remember this, folks. I have been to a grow in, you took me into the grow in uh, Vegas, and I won't forget it. It was um, big. It wasn't as big as one that I did see, but it was quite an extensive thing, and it was really uh, cool to see. And that at that point, it was like a new world, because I think I, I remember you saying that there's no tax or there's no sales tax or less sales tax in Vegas. So all the cannabis growers went that way to set up business. Well, yeah, there's no in, there's no income tax in, ah. in, in Nevada. So you don't pay state income tax. You still pay the federal. So um, the tourists normally power the state. You know, all the all the resort fees and taxes on uh, rooms and entertainment that are here power the state. So it's it's like I said, this is nobody coming to Vegas. I mean. Never in its history has casinos closed down. It's, it's kind of mind-boggling to see the, the strip uh, completely deserted. It's like, as of, like a crazy... As of tomorrow, the crew need a really good reason to get in a car and drive around, and we're, we're not quite sure what to make of it at the moment. There are some exceptions. Do you have some sort of cannabis business exception to drive around? Have you got, like, some ID or... Nothing. How does that work when you get stopped, and why the fuck are you in your Jeep driving through the main drag? They haven't um, stopped people from driving. Um, you know, you still need to go out and get supplies, so they're not doing um, uh, checks. I know in California, where the National Guard's deployed, they're at night. They're doing. If you're out and about, they're, they are checking to see if you're heading towards your essential business or not. But during the day, that's not really the case. People can still get out of their house, so we're not in lockdown per se. We're in self isolation to help prevent the spread of disease and what they call social distancing, stay at least six to 10 feet away from people. Um, you know, so to try and reduce the, the, the spread so the, you know, the medical capacity can keep up with the, the, the really high risk patients. Okay. So, a little well, bit of a shit show, but it's, that's what we're doing. It's quite a shit show, but you, you do, you, I mean, we all see the point of this, yeah? The figures that I've seen from Buenos Aires was one place. I've got, uh, we've got a cannabis activist friend in Buenos Aires, and he said that um, when they went to lockdown three weeks ago, they had the same infection rate as New York, and now, three weeks lockdown, they have a 5% infection rate to New York. And that is staggering. It's at, I don't want to even talk about New York at the moment, but just the, just the fact that you see statistics coming through, that it does clamp it down. It's the only way to do it. And I know there's loads of conspiracies and loads of people hate the army on the street. It's, we've got a terrible, terrible history of military oppression in this part of the world. So it's really quite edgy out this part of the world. Um, uh, I've got a, one more question for you, Bill, before we sign off. You've got in your left earlobe, you've got a guitar and in your right earlobe, it looks like you've got some pump action shotgun thing. Do you want to tell me about that gun there? It's a lot of my friend. <laughs> but... Uh, I. Do, do, do how much you? I know you love guns. I threw that one up there in place of a guitar just so uh, oh. crazy Americans with guns. But uh, the only thing I can tell you is, um, you know, with uh, you know, when the military is not on the street here, and uh, that 12 gauge is a lot faster than emergency services. So, <laughs> yeah, right. Well, um, I remember being in your home and you handed me a semi automatic rifle and um. I won't forget that feeling because it's completely alien to me. I, I'm English. English don't do guns, generally speaking, and neither did the cops when I was a kid. But um, so it, I'm very wary of the things. But I'm, 
I, I, I hope that I'm being protected by one at the right time when shit goes down. So uh, I know you're a marksman of marksmen. I know you love uh, going out there to shoot shit. So uh, maybe I should have holed up at your place instead. Yeah, it's safer. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Um, it's been really cool talking to you. Um, we're going to put all your links and stuff in the bio at the bottom of this. We'll chop this segment up and put your name on it, and then it will go out as a 10, 15-minute segment. It's been absolutely fascinating talking to you, Bill, from another side of the planet doing the same thing. Um, it sounds like it's a little bit more sedate around your part of the world. It's as edgy as fuck around here. Always was. This has just exacerbated the whole thing. So I wish you well. I'll stay in touch. Say again? Yeah, one parting thought. I mean, we're all in this together. Reach out to your friends, your family, you know, people in your social circle. See what they need. You know, if you have it, you know, help them out. Everybody needs to be together and pull together in this thing so we can all get through it because it's unprecedented. And, you know, this is going to show our true character or not. So... Right. Yeah, that's all. Well, each other. good luck hanging out, growing loads and loads of weed and being able to sell it on the street during the apocalypse, bro. I think it's fantastic. Good thought. Thank you, man. Yo, what do you think of that buzz of weed being an essential commodity? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't sound like so much like an apocalypse, like a dang apocalypse, man. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, it's damn. Yeah, that's quite. Going to speaking to Ricky because it's a big thing that's going around now. Is in my mind though, is weed an essential item? We see that booze has been banned. We've seen the fake news about ciggies being banned. Was that so, fake? Was it fake? I don't know. I don't know anymore because people are saying yes, people are saying no. But it does raise the question for me. I know there's medicine and all that, but for me as a person who just likes to smoke to get high. Is that an essential item? Should I be allowed to go buy that? Should I be allowed to order it and have it delivered by courier? Because I see there's a lot of that going around. Wow. Joe, do you, you, you went out to buy some cigarettes today because you figured they said it was going to be illegal, yeah? Or they have... Yes, that's, that's exactly what I did. I only saw that at like 8 o'clock last night and I saw there were a few articles about it. So it seems to be real. The, the the shops were prepared like it was real. So, you know, I, I didn't overdo it. I got what I need. But got some backup rolling um, tobacco in case, you know, it goes out a few extra days. Um, what's the rationale? I don't get it. I don't get why the tobacco thing is. They ban the tobacco. It's it's. What what's your thought, Joe? Maybe they've decided to just cleanse the nation of all its addictions. Like, 21 days is supposed to be the amount of time that it takes to break a habit. I don't know. What do you reckon, Dan? I think mine with us. What do you... What do you... Um, I think the booze and the cigarettes... Well, I mean, I don't know about the cigarettes. I have no idea why the cigarettes, but the booze is definitely for the social aspect of gathering in social places. The cigarettes... Yeah, I don't know. It, it, it's... It's not like people are going to go stand around in groups and smoke cigarettes, like confine themselves to a smoking room, you know. So it makes no sense with the cigarettes. Yeah, I have, I have no idea. Um, Joanne Campbell in Hogsback says, yep, the sale of the cigarettes is banned from midnight tonight. And Pepe Le Pew says T tobacco puts people in hospitals. So we know that people who smoke are at most at risk for the, the respiratory part of this, um, this whole virus story. But hey, it's quite an addictive thing. It fucks with your head. You've got to 
I would imagine people need the choice. Three, knocking ciggies on the head for three weeks isn't going to heal your lungs in any real time, I don't think. Anyway, it is what it is. I don't smoke cigarettes. I have, um, the last time I actually had a beer was sat here one week ago. I haven't had the time to have a beer this week. I'm um, in self-quarantine with Myrtle after, of course, three weeks in Europe. Uh, we're still taking it very seriously. We've got no, we feel fine and we're checking. Um, it's really funny when you smoke a, a pipe or something and then a, like 10 minutes later you get this raspy fucking cough thing and you go, oh no, fucking hell, I'm going down. Damn it. Has any of you guys had anything like that? Have you been checking out to see, thinking, fuck, have I got a fever or am I just sweating with anxiety? I've got, I've got, a, I've got a bit of a smoker's cough already as it is and like, I've been coughing, you know, I don't know that it's not this because I've just been very self-isolated and there's a lot of phlegm that's coming up when I cough. But um, the other night, it was actually quite weird. I don't know what it was. I might have, must have eaten something, but I woke up in the middle of the night in like with like a like a hot sweat. And I was like, am I am I infected? Am I infected? But I think it was just because I ate some shitty food and I wasn't actually good. But yeah, it gets quite scary. Like you think that's, that, that yeah, you might have this. <laughs> And you, Buzz, you've Bill been... up a, a valid point. He says that uh, tobacco suppresses the immune system. So yeah, maybe, uh, I think yeah. maybe it's just to sort of help that balkan. But also, I wonder what it's going to be like now, because people are going to have to buy their toilet paper, their sanitizer, their tobacco, and their brandy by the gram. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's hope it doesn't get to that. <laughs> Welcome to our world, though. Wow, God damn it. Um, and we are now blessed that we have the inalienable right to grow, grow loads of weed. And we've gone into lockdown right at harvest time and people are hanging out, doing their uh, meditation, clipping. There's nothing else to do now. So enjoy every single part of the clip that you're doing. Um, it isn't summer anywhere near where our next guest is. He's all the way in the very, very north of the Northern Hemisphere. Uh, he's no... Um, he, he's no stranger to this show. Joe and I had a complete laugh. We all had a laugh with him when he first came to the show almost a year ago. It's just over a year ago he came to the Hotbox show live. He's been on it a number of times. Mark Emery's waiting in the wings now for an update from Toronto. And he um, has been in doors in Canada for about 14 days now but he tells me that it's normally you normally do that anyway because it's like minus outside so they're kind of used to being inside a lot. Mark Emery you in the house? We are used to being here inside more than you but this is day 16 for me and I haven't and I even had a few walks by myself in the first eight or nine days but the last seven days solid I haven't gone out the apartment door. So um by the way, the cigarettes are a leading indicator of fatalities in Italy and Spain, that the smokers are dying at a much higher rate. Um, and so that is the public health explanation for banning the cigarettes. They don't want any contraindications out there if it can be avoided. Now, here's the other thing. Um, there is every crisis, governments try to concentrate power. And they're going to try and concentrate a lot of power during this crisis in areas of what they would call health, but it's really personal liberty, and what they would call uh, important communications, which we would call our phone and our computer, um, and things like what we're doing now. Uh, we're going to be in bad times. We're going to, you know, there's going to be food shortages, and there's going to be inflation. The governments are producing a lot of money to give us to sit at home and do nothing. 
That'll be a lot of cash chasing too few goods, especially food items, um, which we're you know, all going to continue to consume at at least the same rate. But it's going to be much more expensive. Food prices will probably be up 50% to double, 100% so, within about three to six months. Tell us a little about, bit about the background in Toronto at the moment. Is there an official lockdown? What is the government up to? Because um, I don't know about you, but I don't trust anybody like people like Trudeau on that side of the scale. You're absolutely right. It is a, 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 an open checkbook to clamp down on this ship much more than well, it needs to be. That, the difficulty is, too, is that the government here in Canada now is beginning to subsidize the media. Uh, all of it, print, you name it. And, of course, you can't help but think that the media is going to be beholden to whatever government in power is dispensing the largesse. Right? Uh, it's going to be a corrupt process. Uh, corruption in Canada is different from South Africa um, in that it's probably sleazier and more concealed and justified by the use of some social good, right? Everything is justified by its, you know, keeping jobs, keeping journalists, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but really, it's going to be pretty bad for journalism. It's going to be very, because who's buying advertising? Anybody thinking of buying a car this week? I don't think so, right? I mean, it's it's a, I've never seen this in my lifetime. I heard stories about the Depression. I certainly fear we're going to see one. Um, because all these people unemployed and still eating and still needing to live and have a roof over their heads, all this government cash that's being printed to give out to people so we can, quote, survive, is going to create very bad conditions. It's not like I'm a complete Darwinist, but <laughs> sometimes, we, we at some point, we may have to face... The fact that a lot of people are going to die so the rest of us can live because we need to produce food, fuel, and all the things that make all these things come together. You know, I don't think people are going to be buying so much crap anymore because that's going to seem like, hmm, we nearly died and had mass deaths. I don't think I need this piece of shit. I think there's going to be a lot more of that <laughs> right. after this. And right. We're going to be a little more conscious, a little more grateful, a little less needy and grabby. But we've got to get through a period of possible looting, militaries on the street. You know, in Canada, I trust the military, and overall, I even trust the cops for the most part. But I don't know if you can say that in a lot of Asia, Africa, and you know, the Caribbean, and uh, Latin America, that people don't trust the cops there, and they don't necessarily trust the military. Um, so, and when people are hungry, there are a limited number of responses for poor people. So... I think there's going to be a lot of very big revelations coming for us in the next little while. So you, you heard our last um, uh, our last guest talk about the cannabis industry in Vegas. Were you on the? You, you were listening to the previous guest here, Bill, and he was saying yeah. that it's 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 basically an essential item by law. So he's growing and he's doing his thing. And that must be really weird to you, my friend, because you've had like 30 jails and fucking hundreds of thousands of dollars in fines. And now it's an yeah. essential thing. 39 prisons and jails. And here's the thing, I'm still paying the fines for my <laughs> store I got busted for four years ago. Right? And I still owe a lot and I'm paying a fortune. Yet my, the same industry is declared an essential service during a state of emergency. <laughs> but, okay, so that is, as it is, there's a, certainly a lot of irony there. And some people said, you know, there's good and there's bad in what you said. It's The bad is the injustice that occurred to you, but the good is that it's an essential service in a state of emergency. Um, 
And I got a figure the cops are very much prioritized. I don't think there'll be a lot of pot busts going on, um, which we still have in Canada, but I don't think we're going to see much. I saw the policeman, the last time I went to the grocery store about eight days ago, there was a policeman inside. I said, has there been disputes? He said, sometimes. He said, embarrassingly, over toilet paper. Um, he said, so, you know, one of us just shows up here, we walk around and just remind people to try and keep orderly and stuff, right? Well, in a big city like Toronto, that's not a particularly unusual thing. You know, they often have to get, you know, move homeless people along who take up residence in places that they're not supposed to. And, you know, we live in a cold environment here, so, you know, this is, people want to be indoors. So, you know, it's not, not a big deal. If the military were on the street, I would definitely say that we can't allow looting. Because looting and, and all crime is contagious. If certain people are seen to be getting away with looting, it will immediately flash across entire jurisdictions to affect millions of people. So I get it if the military is just there to stay in their vehicles, to stay on the street, to just look after property, encourage you know proper behavior, and then I don't use it to settle political or cultural scores, <laughs> right? Because there'll be that temptation because they're going to suspend liberty to some degree, and we don't really have any say about it. I mean, what do we say? We're at home watching the news. We're not making the news. Everyone's in their apartment that's trying a, to avoid you know, this contagion. That's a very that the numbers start to go downward. That's a very good point you make. Yeah, we uh, the, the revolution will be te televised, and we're sitting at home watching it. It's quite bizarre what how easy it was for them well, if that was if that was their ulterior motive. The big question is: Is it going to be a devolution, or evolution, or a revolution? We've got three options. We can go backwards. We can evolve into a superior form, or we can have a revolution where we destroy all our institutions and put seven and a half billion people at risk of poverty and starvation. Wow! Imagine that. Um, are you still no, in? No, don't. No, don't. Are you still um, on the on as uh, can I say on the periphery of the cannabis industry? Are you still sort of? Oh, I'm very. I'm affiliated with people who are delivering into these trying times. Um, and it can be done. The thing is, the cannabis industry or the cannabis services can adapt. And so currently we have many delivery services operating in the great GTA. And it needs, it's just one person at each location. One person has the inventory. One person does the administration. The other person picks it up, drops it off, hands it at two meters length. You can even leave it on the front doorstep and they'll leave an envelope. Uh, you never have to see anybody, but it's getting to everybody in the GTA. Canada is a wash in cannabis. Uh, the prices are going to be are low, and they're going lower because a lot of people won't be able to afford cannabis. That's going to be a luxury. Food is going to become much more expensive, and if we can't go outside, um, you know, if you live in Toronto, yeah, delivery services are here, but most of rural Canada is not going to have some guy driving it to your door. So you could get it by mail, and that's pretty efficient. So, you know, Canadians will still get cannabis if they can afford it. And that's going to be the big question, is what is money worth, and what will it buy? And, and, and you know, again, governments are going to try and use this to concentrate power. So there will be more talk about eliminating cash, and more talk about electronic credits, credits, and electronic money, um, which, you know, for a guy like me, I, that's like seen in like Soylent Green where I start playing Beethoven's Pastoral and putting <laughs> myself to sleep permanently 
Because I don't want to live in a world without cash. I've never, I've had a cash business all my life. I'm not a credit guy. I'm not going to have a good score. I'm not going to ever be considered a desirable citizen under those circumstances, right? So that's when it's time for let this new generation deal with their dystopia. Um, and let me move on. <laughs> you know? Well, you, you say that the guys on my right, on my side here, no, the other side there, the guys that are in those boxes up here, they're all ca they're all clipping by all those. It felt like Tinder without the sex. <laughs> well, all the guys that you see on the screen from the crew from the hot box, we're all cash people as well. We we deal in cash all of our lives. Cash is king around all of our lives forever. So it it is a weird transition to be dealing with them. Um, you know, credit cards and stuff, and people doing EFTs and never knows what. It's like, um, it's really fucking hectic to actually launder this stuff, you know. It's all gone, it's all gone electronic. There's, um, there's talk, Mark, in South Africa of um, us being tracked as either pre or post or current COVID um, uh, status, whether you've had it or you're getting it or you've got it, and we will be tracked by phone. And uh, a lot of well, people. Well, a lot of this depends on immunity. If you get it, if you're one of the 80% that have no symptoms or minor symptoms, I've never really met anybody that said, oh, it was just a cough for a half a day and I, I had it, right? I'd be curious to know why it has no manifestations to 80% of people, but 20%, you know, are in the critical care, you know, definitely having a bad time, uh, not happy type of thing, right? Well, 20% is a pretty high percentage. Um, but sooner or later, the people need to find out if they're immune, and they've got to go back out to work. I mean, if they don't have to worry about it, as soon as you've gotten through it, you got to go back to work, right? Because people have to start producing as soon as possible. So the only people that should be quarantined are the people that have never had it, obviously, who are vulnerable. I would suggest if you feel vulnerable, then quarantine yourself. But sooner or later, the world is going to have to return, and it's going to have to be done by people who gathered immunity through vaccination, through having survived it, through whatever. So, you know, we live in post-apocalyptic times, almost. Um, if you, um, you, you don't think, have you had any of the virus? Have you had the symptoms of it? Have you been, have you just been generally? The first day I've had no symptoms, I had, uh, but I didn't have COVID symptoms. I just had, I don't know how I got it. As I said, I've been indoors for 16 days. As far as I know, I hadn't touched or gone near anybody or anything, but that's, you know, someone's delusion. But in the last seven days, I've been indoors, because about seven days ago, my nose started running like a tap. But that lasted two or three days, became a cough. But it wasn't a dry cough. It was a phlegmy cough. Oh, I see. So okay. that wasn't a symptom either. All right. Okay. And then my chest was tender for a day from the coughing. But then the day after that, that stopped. And then I harked up a lot of stuff yesterday and the day before. And to me, those are all normal progressions. In fact, normally, when I went, I went to Colombia and Chile last August and September, and I picked up a terrible cold flu in both places and felt much worse for three weeks last August and three weeks last September. <clears throat> so this only had um, the added element of paranoia, like, do I have COVID, right? And, you know, I'm, I didn't want to bother getting tested because, I, you know, I'm not in enough discomfort to justify anybody's time. I'm eating good foods only, salads, fruits, uh, you know, like eating well, um, keeping my mind agile, doing crosswords, thinking things. I only just started smoking pot today, though. It's probably the first day of bong hits for a couple of weeks. 
I want to talk to you about that because I'm, having, I'm going to admit it live on the show that I'm having a little bit of an issue with my cannabis consumption because I've got, I'm genuinely, I can get quite anxious because if I was right now and nothing was happening, I was going into a big fundraising festival with the crew. I'm the one that gets anxious. I'm the what if guy. And at the moment, um, when I wake up in the morning, that dull thud in your chest when you realize that oh, fuck, this is happening. You remember after a sleep that you're in it. And um, it's a bit, it's heavy on me for a while. And um, I'm sure it happens to many people at the moment. But I get anxious. You're growing way too many of the wrong kind of plant for what you need. You see, you're growing all these sativas. I've seen your incredible garden. Never saw an incredible garden like yours. Just amazing. I don't know what you mean. I, I actually don't know what you mean. Which garden? <laughs> <laughs> The one that has Malawi, uh, Zimbabwe, um, you know, Cape Town, etc. Um, your, your lovely plant garden. But they were all sativas. You don't have any mountain strains. Now, of course, you don't have a mountain environment, although Johannesburg area is up there. You're on a plateau, I believe, Gauto area, Gautong. And uh, you're what, about 4,000 feet? 2,000. 2,000 meters, yeah. 2000. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's still pretty good. You should grow more of the really heavy indicas and smoke those only until at least this crisis is passed. <laughs> Besides, you're under a lot of stress there. This is your second time you've had people with guns uh, assault your family or yourself in recent times. Um, South Africa is very populated with uh, income inequalities, political animosities. If I were you, I would be somewhat nervous. Uh, Canada's not quite there. So a guy like me can be much calmer, right? And uh, I mean, know, I've I never feel for people that feel they're in vulnerable areas. I can't believe that. Um, I can't. I've never heard that before. That it's actually a, a strained mix. I want to cut in to the crew a minute, Dan. What do you think about that? Have you? Have you? Do you get anxious at all if you're smoking at the moment? Has Dan left? Where's Dan? Um, no, here he is. No, yeah. no, not at all. Um, no. Uh, it's just Gary as usual. I'm not trying to let you know. I think also a lot of this um, hysteria and craziness, if you're going to watch all this media and constantly watch all the bad stuff and just not just think rationally about what we actually, what's actually happening, <clears throat> I think it can play quite a big role in what your well-being is going to be like over the next 21 days. Um, I think we were all fine <clears throat> around South Africa before this happened, obviously now that this has started happening, we've all upped our game with, with our health and our hygiene. So there's no need, I, I don't think there's much need to stress if you're just staying inside your place and sticking to the rules and just, yeah, looking after yourself. Because like, we don't we don't need to get sick to overburden the, the, the health system. Right. So it's just, you know, and keep, to, keep to it, smoke your weed, don't get paranoid. You've got nothing to worry about. The cops aren't even arresting anyone else. They've got no reason to fill the jails with anybody <coughs> but um, but do their own their own duty on the streets. So just yeah, don't parent, don't get stressed, don't and, stress out. And Buzz, your consumption levels after being through the, all the medication and your and your ankle and everything, have you cut down quite a lot? I'll be real with you guys. I have smoked next to no weed for the last two months. Wow. And I have noticed a drastic decrease in my anxiety. Uh huh. So I don't know if it's just because I'm so immune to all the drama I've been going through, <laughs> but I've smoked maybe a handful of joints, and I've definitely noticed, especially now that I'm so far removed and no longer at the buffet, that when I do smoke, I feel my anxiety levels go up. 
And you, Joe? How are you doing with the anxiety levels? Well, I'm smoking on a bit of a hybrid, so I'm fine. I've been too busy in the day, to be honest. And if I have started freaking out of it, then I come home and I have a couple of drags, and then I like take a deep breath and yeah, get back in and a bit calmer. Yes, it is. Oh, there goes my phone. I'm. I was just going to say, I'm just going to say this. What I'm smoking is a Peruvian strain, a man in Arequipa gave me in an envelope, eight seeds, and I grew them all out the summer before last. I harvested. This is 14 months old. And it's this Peruvian sativa, and it's the most sativa thing I've ever had. And uh, just some nugs there, but it's, here, I'll show you. It's the tail end of it. It's lasted me 14 months, right? It doesn't look like much, but it's incredibly psychoactive. And uh, a really positive buzz. And the old man who gave it to me, I think at the airport, too, he gave me the date. He said it was really good stuff for the mind. And uh, so he turned out to be right, because that's what I've been smoking off and on, and you need very little. It doesn't even appear to have any resin, that's what gets me. It doesn't even appear to have any resin, it's not sticky, it's, you know, it's all the wrong characteristics. It was beautiful when I grew it. Um, I knew it wasn't going to yield much, um, and I grew mostly indicas too, so sativas were unusual, but this thing has really been great. That's because we don't really actually get authentic sativas here. And I happen to bring those from Peru, from the mountains there, Sativa, bring it to my greenhouse. Uh, and we went, I was able to go till November 1st, uh, which is a long harvest. Uh, normally you have to have it in by then, but I had a nice greenhouse that was kept warm and it, it went really long. And like a Sativa should, it, it went for probably 14 weeks of flowering. It turned out fantastic. So here I am telling you, you need more Indicas, which is what dominates around here. But in truth, I'm getting through this, uh, what is this, whatever we're calling it, Apocalypse, Armageddon, the end times. I love all the names for it, right? And that, that human cynicism combined with a sense of comedy, laughing our way to the apocalypse. Um, so anyway, that's what I'm smoking. Um, I just want to butt in a minute. It all went dark in this side because uh, I've got a charger issue on one of the cameras. I can hear you loud and clear. Um, I just can't see anybody at the moment. I'll be back in a moment on the picture. Well, I'm, I'm going to take that as um, word, words of advice from an old cannabis sage because um, I do really need to deal with the thing. I don't know whether it... Um, I, I'm smoking less, but I'm still smoking because I love that stuff, you know. It's part of my life. But I have been taking... Well, you know what you should do? Shake it up. Try making capsules and taking maybe 200 to 300 milligrams of oil that you make, and you're going to love that trip too. That's completely different. The good thing about me recently is in dealing with people who are cancer, sometimes they give me some of their, their capsules, and man, that's a wonderful trip for three or four hours, completely different than smoking. Um, and so, and same with edibles. Sometimes they do nothing, but sometimes I just glide through the day. Um, and with all the TV shows we're forced to watch right now, <laughs> Um, and all the movies, it's kind of a nice state of mind to be in. we got a creativity buzz going on. We're at home. I, you know, there's a million shows I've always wanted to watch. I never thought I would because, you know, who's, who's locked in their own home for weeks on end? Um, but we are now. So Totally. Buzz, you must have been watching and watching and watching, no? You must have been doing a hell of a lot of watching lately. 
just finished Westworld, which I thought was interesting. And there's a second season and a third season, so that's good. There's a new Curb Your Enthusiasm. There's a ton of movies, including some I haven't seen for 40 years that I started watching, and some are really good still, and some don't hold up with time. Um, that's really true with comedy. Comedy is difficult to, to watch from the past, really, because uh, so much of comedy is of its time. You're damn right. No, you're absolutely right. It's, um, what, what it, it, do, you, do you foresee any sort of length of time before you... When, when are you next going out of the house? When are you next going to head off down the road? When, when are people going to come out? Is there any I, idea? I, I absolutely have no plans to leave this apartment at all. I've got food being delivered. <laughs> I, the good thing is, the food has gotten much more expensive. But the thing, and I don't mean restaurant food, I mean actually from a grocery store or a meat and vegetable farm. Um, food's gotten more expensive, but I'm not spending any money on Uber. I'm not spending any money on entertainment, uh, movies. I'm not going out to restaurants, cafes. I'm not eating anything I don't need to eat, junk food. I'm eating salads, fruits, meats, and vegetables. That's about it, grains. And that's it. And I'm just trying to keep my mind agile. And so I am probably still saving money by sitting here doing nothing. Now, am I earning money? No. But I'm going to, you know, delay paying some of my taxes, delay some of my fines. I'm still going to have to pay them. Um, and I've already got the rent paid for April, so if I can get to May, I'll probably something figured out, right? I get about, I'm making three to $500 a week. So, you know, I'll pull this off. I'm still making some money, uh, even during this crisis, but just, you know, tiny amounts like that. Wow. I'm so glad that you're just surviving the way it's, you, you will be a survivor. We'll, we will definitely meet up in person again after all of this. I think we're both survivors as far as that oh, goes. Yeah, you, know, that, you know, who can say? But my intention is I want to be there. I love South Africa. I'm always sorry to hear about these crime problems. But what a beautiful country it is. And what a my second favorite place in the world. Um, wow. I've got an apartment with a girlfriend in Medellin, Colombia. I love Colombia and I love Medellin. But my second favorite place in the world to be in would be South Africa. What a lovely place that is. Mark, what are we going to do now? I've got a camera issue here. I'll be back shortly. I just need five minutes to put a boost in it. I'm going to go over to another computer in the studio. And I don't, you know at the end of the show we always do what we call Instamigram. And if you go onto your, um, if you go onto your device, you can see with the hashtag Hotbox Show on Instagram, you will be able to see what it amounts to. Probably 160 pictures this week of um, of everybody's uh, entrance, and we give them a T-shirt or some blades or something or other. And um, Joe, I missed you last week because I forgot to give the T-shirt to last week's winner because you normally do that on a Friday when you get into work. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I'm bad. Medellin there, promotion, Expo Medellin. <laughs> I love that. that. I love that place. Yeah, I can see. I can see you do. You're always going back to South America. What's the What's the actual What's the draw? What's the draw card there? Is it the exchange rate or the people or? Oh, I guess it, no, no. Well. It's everything, really. Um, the exchange rate is okay. It's gotten worse because the Canadian dollar has dropped precipitously in the last week. Um, but it's a beautiful country. It's like the Garden of Eden from top to bottom, east to west. It's, there is no not 
pretty place. I mean, you can find squalor if you were looking for it, but it's you will see nothing but green beauty plant vegetation. It's on the equator. It's lush all year round. That everything I've ever seen grows there. Tropical, temperate, uh, and. From there, I've made a lot of great friendships. Uh, it's my, I've been there 10 times. I have an apartment there with my girlfriend and her children uh, in the uh, suburb, well, the suburb. It's a barrio of Itaguing. I'm the only gringo in the entire complex. I'm probably the only person that speaks any English for that matter. Um, so it's definitely like uh, a natural setting uh, for the family and I to live. And uh, I love that place. It's at 4,000 feet, you know, about 1,400 meters. That's a tremendous uh, altitude to be at for a nice moderated climate. It's sunny, it's rainy, it looks beautiful under both conditions and great sunsets. It's surrounded by mountain ranges everywhere. It's only an hour from Bogota, an hour from Cartagena. Um, flights within Colombia are very cheap. Um, Sounds like, like paradise. So that's uh, I didn't do Colombia. I've done a bit of I've done a bit of Peru. It's uh, it takes so long. It's uh, I'll be back in South America one day, but I can't believe how many years it is since I have been there. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna bring we're gonna bring you to a close. Oh, what happened there? Yeah, Mark, we're gonna uh, sign off with this Insta Gram. And what what we're gonna do now is put on the screen. You're good. Yeah. What, we're, what, we're, what we're going to do now is put on the screen this week's entrance to Instamigram. You'll be able to see that shortly. And okay. um, I'm going to scroll through it and get to the, basically the end of this week's um, entrance. And we want you to pick a winner. So Okay, now, okay, okay, good, let's go. So have you got something on your screen yet, yeah? Um... If you want me to go to Instagram, do you? No, no, you can. Oh, what are you watching? You were, are you watching? Are you watching the show live on YouTube? No, I'm watching it on Zoom. All right, cool. Well, that's it then. That's what we're. That's what we're looking at. There, there, there it is. So I'm going to start scrolling through it, and if you see anything you like, then um, I'm going to flip through through a few things. That there is very close to everyone's hearts at the moment. That one's quite an indicative picture of what's going on in South Africa right now. There's tons and tons of weed being harvested, all sorts of beautiful stuff. Um, and we normally have an extremely high caliber of photograph. Has any of the crew been through this with this week? No. I don't blame you. I've never talked to Sorry, I've never chance to. Here's last week, here's last week's winner here. Uh, on the screen of the Instagram with the backdrop of the everything else. So that, that is um, that little worm. Who picked that little worm last week? Okay, let me see that there. Okay. How do I make that a big screen so I can get a good look at that? Uh, which, uh, mm. which, do you want me to go through each one? Oh, I see what you've done. Okay. Define what you're showing me on a large screen. I've got several different portos. YouTube. Have a look on YouTube. Oh, okay. Should I leave this program? Okay. No, no, don't. No, don't leave this. Um, have you got a laptop around? I mean, have you got a phone? Uh, 
But if that's too much work to do, I guess I have a laptop, but I don't want to get that. No, not at all. So, are you are you doing this show on a phone? Yeah, my iPhone. Aha. Uh -huh. Right. Well, um, I am scrolling it's through. Where the Zoom app is. I don't think actually, you know, except for the occasional viewing of porn, I don't think I use my computer for anything. Really. <laughs> uh, no, Sometimes the large screen is nice for porn, not necessary really, but um, but everything else I've learned to do through my phone because it's always with me and it's just this is what everybody does now, don't they? Doesn't this doesn't every you know? I, I mean, people told me I'd stop using my computer and they were right. I, I didn't believe them. Well. Yeah, here's a here's a photograph of the the back of somebody we all know. That's doing really well. What do you think of that, Dan? Where are you looking? Oh, I think Dan's um, battery died. Ah, okay. All right. Yeah. Well, that's what kind of happened with my battery. It'll be up in a minute. But there, there's, I believe that's Connor from yeah, Medicated Photography, and we've been watching the the development of this, and it's like. Um, it's very impressive now. I think he's putting, um, he put Freedom Farms in there. It was a Freedom Farms grow. It's looking pretty cool. Yeah, really, it's looking amazing. Like, really how's yours? Well done. How's yours doing, Joe? Mm, mine are looking amazing. I had a different kind of panic this week. I looked at the sky and I convinced myself it was going to hail. And so I made my children help me build a greenhouse quickly out of fucking nothing. <laughs> so, so now they're in a little bit of a shade cloth greenhouse thing, but they're probably about, I think two of them are probably about a week away from harvest. So exciting. Wow. Uh, I'm looking at a picture now from ZA Organic. That's quite an impressively looking thing there. That's quite nice. Very good. How's this lot here? That's looking quite dank in there. Weedman Pro Z ZA. Hell of a thing. Sure. It's looking quite nice. What else we got here? Wow, look at that. Now, I don't see any of those, so I won't be picking anything. <laughs> okay, you don't see any of that. That's a real shame. Okay, um, well, Joe... Bill's still Bill, online. Is Bill still online? Bill, can you see this? Bill is still online. Can you see what's going on, Bill? Oh, yeah, we have to unmute him. Oh, yeah, hey guys. Um, on the hot dog show. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I see an image there. It's on the Dachakapel YouTube channel. Oh, I didn't go to the YouTube channel. I was just kind of listening in while I was working here. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> You see, we're, um, we're just busking this because normally there's somebody in the studio and the, the funniest Instamigram we ever had was this guy that got so blazed, he had to pick the shot and halfway through, scrolling, halfway through scrolling, well, all of this, he'd forgotten that he was actually, that he was the one that had to pick the, the photograph. He was so blazed. So we went halfway through Instamigram and he didn't even know he was the judge. <laughs> Remember that guy? There's a cool picture. Cool picture from Canapatch. Very nice. Um, whoa. Anything that... What happened to you there, Jules? Pardon? What's happened to you? Why am I looking at an empty studio? Because um, I have now gone to another computer to do Instamigram because the main camera 
is now charging quickly because the charger was faulty. How's that? There you go. He's playing a, a dual role. He has to be techie as well tonight. Always. We've got to, we've got to streamline it somehow, but at the moment this is how it is. Okay, the... well, listen, uh, why don't I say goodbye then? Are we done? Sure, <laughs> sure. If you, can't, if, you, if you can't see Instagram, that's all good, Mark. Um, keep drinking the soup and we'll see you on the flip side. And um, we'll watch your posts and see how it is in Toronto. And one day we'll all come out yeah. the other side of this. This was fun and good health to you all. And uh, hopefully we'll get through this no problem or some problem. But... Uh, what does the term ad astra in Latin mean? It means through adversity to the stars. So, ad astra, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much, well, Mark. Stay safe, Mark. It's always good chatting to you. Yeah, that was fun. All right, see y'all. Cool, man. Thank you. Right, I'm going to try and boot this computer up quickly. If the control, if the control desk could keep scrolling through Instamigram back up, scroll up because we got to the end now. Uh, there's one... There you go. Wow, how's that? That is now being scrolled in the Hotbox show from somebody in uh, Centurion, Irene, Pretoria kind of side, and that always does my head in. So there's some pretty epic pictures going on here. They really are. You guys are still, like, outshining each other constantly. It's amazing. There's anything to... it's so exciting that it's like harvest time, so it's... We've been watching these things grow up. Uh okay. His data died. His data died because he's out at the farm. He's not on the bloody Dan's data uh, clapped out. I've got a. I've got a number one camera back up again. So let's see. Uh, Buzz, are you still around? Yeah. Yeah, I'm still around. Okay. Are you looking at any of this? Can you see you? Um, have you? Has anything taken your eye? I can't see any of what's going down, but I think you're just going to have to solo it and pick a winner this Yeah, I know. I've got one. I'm going to wait for it to come back up. It's got a, a beautiful exposure with a purple bud right in the middle. Yes, this is some epic, epic weed going on. The, um, the weed that I got, I put onto the show last week from um, Dankness ZA down in the Eastern Cape. Man, I've been, maybe that was my problem because that stuff just makes you fly. Really, really. And then I can just, just take it down a notch and smoke some there. Uh, you see that male there on the right? Above there, that one. A long time since a male plant. Yeah, let's have a look at that. Look at that. Do you remember the dude grows? Oh, what's that? What's that bag? Yeah, this could be the one. I'm gonna call. I'm gonna call it on the um, on the male plant this week. Look at that frosty shit. So I think I'm gonna have to get away from the uh, real dankness of the Eastern Cape genetics and the koi danks and all of that, and just go back to some um, some pipe smoke because I miss it. I mean, I didn't. It wasn't too bad today, but the last couple of mornings was like. But anyway, I'd fucked my arm up and things weren't going right and shit's going down or whatever. So. Um. Can anybody see me on a camera yet? No. Yeah, we can see you. But can you see me in the studio? Let me start again. Starting on 195, am I? 
Yeah, you should control. You so should. Congratulations, the dude grows. I think we'll only be able to send your um, prize uh, post lockdown, uh, post self isolation. That's a very good point. There you go. <clears throat> Can you see me? Uh, okay, I'm live. <coughs> well, that was touch and go. The the charger underneath the um, table, folks, is clapped. Uh, it was plugged in, but it wasn't charging. It's the story of my life. Um, there was something I wanted to pick up on what Mark was saying about incredible. Um, do you, um, when he was saying that you can, um, you know, weed. It's weed as normal, weed as usual, and it's essential item because it's medicine. Um, do you remember last week Tony was talking about emergency legislation to completely um, free up weed for, so as a resource for anybody to make money of while the shit's going down? Did you hear that thread at all last week, Buzz, with Tony? No, don't pick up on that. All right, well, he's, uh, we, we were both in agreement that we should pressurise the government to enact emergency legislation that everyone has to grow weed. Yes. <laughs> I'm So we started tweeting it this week to ZA government. Think about this shit now. You have, to, you have to free the weed up now because even if you grow a field full of seed for people to eat, like Mark says, it's like, there's a food shortage. You said, Buzz, I should be growing more vegetables as much as weed now. You're absolutely damn right. Um, yeah, I think we've all just got to start becoming a bit more self-sustenant. I, I remember when we went to Lesotho, um, really it was a very poor, poor part of the world. And the one thing I noticed is that every home had mealies, tomatoes, and spinach.